if you're not used to that, you're fairly new to running, right? Your last six months, a year, two years, you wound up suffering your first running injury. You didn't run for a while and now you're returning to running. Then stick with a three-day plan because that's always going to ensure that you're never running back-to-back days. Again, if you're used to five or six-day plan, you're going to most likely tolerate the four-day plan. Are you constantly worried about getting injured or you don't know how to get faster as a runner and you want to continue to run for stress relief, then this is the podcast for you. Welcome to Healthy Runner, the only place that provides you with training tips, injury recovery, and prevention tools with actionable strategies by experts in the running industry so you can develop a stronger running body and feel confident that you can overcome any obstacle as a runner. I'm your host, Dr. Dwayne Scotty, avid runner, running physical therapist and coach, educator, founder of Spark Healthy Runner, where we help dedicated runners get stronger, run faster, and enjoy lifelong injury-free running with the perfect online running coach, even if you've been told to stop running with an injury or you think coaching is just for fast runners. Learn more about our signature coaching program at learn.sparkhealthyrunner.com. Every week on the show, we coach you to grow as a runner, just like the process of building a strong, durable home that will last a lifetime requiring little maintenance. The design and planning is your mindset. The foundation is your strength training. The framing is your run plan. The electrical and plumbing is your nutrition. The insulation, drywall, and flooring is your recovery. The landscaping and exterior is your race strategy. If you master the six parts of growing as a runner, your running will be strong and last long, hitting PRs well into your 40s, 50s, and beyond. Every week, we help a runner just like you build their dream home. I'm your host, Dr. Dwayne Scotty. Welcome to the Healthy Runner Podcast. Before we get into this episode, if you are recovering from an injury and you want to make sure you are maximizing your nutrition to become a healthy runner, you'll want to check out Heal from the Amino Company. Later on in this episode, I will tell you more about Heal and how it can help you with your injuries and overall recovery. Or you can check out the research yourself at aminoco.com slash healthy runner. Are you ready to get back on the road after an injury. Look no further. In this Return to Run program, I will guide you back on your running journey to reclaiming the roads again and returning to running stronger than ever before without having to worry about falling into the injury cycle again. If you are wondering, how do you get back into running after years? Or how do you start running after a long time away, whether it was due to an injury, illness, after giving birth, or crazy life circumstances, then this training is for you. If you want to start running again and you are out of shape or you want to enjoy running again, this return to running plan is for you. Get ready to discover proven techniques for recovering from injuries preventing future setbacks, and building up your stamina. Whether you're a beginner or a seasoned runner or a medical provider who wants to help your patients get back to running, the tips and advice I will share with you today will help you or your patients bounce back 
to reach new heights in their running game. If you're ready to finally get back on the road consistently so you can get those mental clearing miles in without having to worry about your pain coming back or suffering a major setback, then follow along with my simple return to running program. My name is Dr. Dwayne Scotty. I'm a running physical therapist, coach, educator, and founder of Spark Healthy Runner. And my mission is to preserve the health and longevity of runners everywhere by allowing them to get stronger, run faster, and enjoy lifelong injury-free running. In today's training, I am going to cover who would benefit from a return to running program. How do I get back into running after years? When is a return to run program used? What is the return to running program after an injury? So go over the the details. And then I'm going to talk about the three phases of a return to run program. And I know seven to nine out of every 10 runners listening to this right now at some point will get injured. And one of the most common reasons runners have a high reoccurrence rate of injuries is they fail to return to run appropriately. This either, you know, they take too much time off. You run too fast. You do random runs based on feel. And there are simple strategies you can take to tolerate the demands of running again without feeling injured. Trying to get back into running is intimidating. And let's be honest, it's scary. I get it. I've been there before when I had my proximal hamstring tendinopathy injury, and I was told to stop running and to just stretch it. Later, I learned that uh, was definitely not the best course of action. And for instance, like if you've ever wanted to develop a strong running body so you can stay healthy to train for a running goal of yours, or you want to run faster and longer to conquer new distance goals, whether it's a half marathon or a marathon without feeling pain. And if you don't have a structured plan for getting back into running, here's what's at stake. You are going to continue to try and run, feel some pain, and then take two to three days off of running to get it to quote unquote, calm down. And then you try again and you just become frustrated that you can't run anymore. You will just think your body is not meant for running. You will feel like you are an injury prone runner. You will become frustrated and just take another month off and pray for the best. And hopefully the next time you go and try to run, your pain's going to be gone. You guess instead of really following a specific distance and speed that you should be running each day. And you really wind up thinking you're getting too old for running and your running keeps getting slower because you don't want your pain to come back. And that leads to complete frustration, constantly feeling overwhelmed with the amount of information out there. And I don't want that for you. We at Spark Healthy Runner want you to have a plan and how you can return to running in a safe and effective manner. So you can get back to doing what you love and run for longevity. And this really is not a plan that most adult runners know about. And honestly, quite frankly, most medical practitioners and coaches are following either. And based upon my 20 years experience as a running physical therapist and coach, I've found that most healthcare providers have too conservative a plan. 
starting with walk-run intervals of maybe five minutes of walking, then one minute of running. And they don't include or they're missing the principles of training, varying the amount of running that runners are used to each day or the total volume. So example, like the amount of miles. So they're not varying the volume or the amount of miles in their return to run programs. And I've looked at many programs and most run coaches, to be honest with you, have a plan that either doesn't utilize structured walk-run intervals, which can be key in recovering from an injury, or they keep the walking intervals in for too long. So I've seen like many plans that are doing like eight to 10 minutes of running, and then they follow it up with like one minute of walking. Um, and at this point, honestly, your body doesn't require the walk-run intervals in my clinical and coaching experience. So I am super, super excited to actually share with you this Spark Healthy Runner method, which is really built upon respecting tissue healing principles that I've learned as a physical therapist. And I've really blended, integrated it with my run coaching training and principles of periodization, recovery, and structuring a run plan with shorter runs during the week and maintaining a long run within the weekly schedule. And as a running physical therapist and coach, I've given thousands of runners a plan for returning to running during an injury after they were discharged from physical therapy and like done with their rehab or following surgery. And my Spark Healthy Runner plan will work for you too. So whether you are struggling with IT band syndrome, plantar fasciitis, PhD, that proximal hamstring tendon pain I mentioned, shin splints, posterior tibial tendonitis, you're doing your post-op recovery from a meniscus surgery, ACL surgery, or a hip labral tear surgery, this training is going to be super helpful for you. All you need to do is literally listen in to the rest of this training. That's step one. Step two, download our Spark Healthy Runner Return to Running Blueprint. I outline everything that I'm going to be talking about here in visual form. I am a very visual learner, so I kind of map out the whole plan for you. And then the third step, I can't do it for you, honestly. You have to actually do the running plan that I structured out for you as outlined and implement the pain monitoring model that we will cover today and start feeling like your old self again, getting back to consistent runs, feeling healthy and really back on the road, ready to start your training um, for your next running goal without having to worry about getting injured again. So make sure you download the return to running after injury blueprint. Just simply go to learn.sparkhealthyrunner.com forward slash return to run. So back when I first started working with runners in the PT clinic, like we're talking 15, 20 years ago, I didn't know how to honestly have them get back into running. I remember telling my runners to just, you know, once I got them kind of out of pain, right, they were feeling like they weren't in pain anymore. So I'm like, oh, they're healed from their injury. Let's test the waters, right? I'd say like, go out and do 25% of what you would normally do. Or I would like pull some random number out of the air. Honestly, I would say 10 minutes. Let's go out for a 10 minute run. Make sure you don't have pain. If you have pain, stop. And if you complete that 10 minute run and 
you didn't have any negative consequences, you didn't have any pain, then go ahead and try it again the next day. Like now listening to this advice, I'm like cringing um, because I hear this so often from so many of the clients that I work with um, that they've been given advice like that. And I, you know, honestly apologize to the patients that I've treated 15 to 20 years ago at the beginning of my career journey uh, who got that advice. But this is quite common in the medical community unless you are working with a running specific provider, which I always recommend. So if you are a dedicated runner like I am, and you just love getting out there consistently all year round, you have some big running goals, you want to get some medals, you want to like crush some races, then you definitely need to see a run specific provider. Highly, highly recommend it. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm just honestly super excited to share uh, what I've really been testing essentially in the lab and the lab, meaning all of the patients that I used to treat when I was you know, seeing clients one-on-one. And then really this pretty much got, you know, almost like multiplied or we got, you know, the 10X version. Once I actually became a run coach and really implemented both the, like the rehab principles with the coaching principles. So let's get into this content guys. Who would benefit from a return to running program? So let's start there, right? Like who's going to benefit from the system that I'm about to share with you? Number one, if you're currently injured and you have no red flags to not run, meaning you don't have a current fracture or you may have a fracture, you don't have a bone stress injury, it's not a stress fracture, you don't have nerve pain and you don't have like this severe pain and inflammation going on in a joint where you can hardly walk, right? It's like painful to walk. You're compensating for your walking. You definitely shouldn't be starting this return to run program. All right. But the majority of you who do have the most common running related injuries I mentioned, um, including runner's knee, IT band syndrome, um, plantar fasciitis, Achilles tendonitis, tendinopathy, then you guys are going to benefit from this. Two, after your rehab from an injury is done, and typically whether your insurance visits ran out, you know, your PT said you're discharged, you're good to go. Um, I think you're going to continue to get better from this point forward. Just go out and run. Just try doing a couple runs. Just go easy, right? Like just don't go out there and do anything too crazy, right? Don't, don't go injure yourself again. I don't want to see you back in the clinic in a couple weeks, right? Like if, if that's you, then this is for you. Um, three, following surgery. So meniscal surgeries, ACL, hip arthroscopy, even total hip replacements. If your surgeon said it's okay for you to get back to running. I've worked with many uh, total hip patients who got back to running using the plan I'm going to talk about. Four, postpartum. You moms out there, you new moms, right? Like after giving birth or even after your second child, third child, and you haven't gotten back to running yet, right? You've been going through um, many years of, you know, the wonderful joys of expanding your family. And now you're ready to get back into running and you've been cleared by your OB GYN that you can get back into running and you're not having any, you know, medical issues, pelvic pain, all of that. We've done previous content on getting back uh, to running after birth, but this return to run program will be for you. Also fifth uh, person this would be for is a long time period off of running. So you've taken greater than two months off of running. 
then you're going to need to follow this structured plan that I'm going to be talking about. Or if you're really out of shape and you want to start running again, and it's been a really long time, um, this is going to be for you. And those that have been maybe like developing, peaking a little interest in running, and maybe you're like a consistent walker, right? You just love going out, walking with your friends, chat it up, maybe do a lunchtime walk, maybe do the after work, um, walk around the neighborhood, maybe love walking your dog, right? On a daily basis. And then you see these people running and you're like, you know what? Maybe I want to try this running thing. This training is for you. So those are like the seven scenarios, which honestly encompasses a lot of people out there. Um, and the one caveat to this is I want to make sure that you do have medical clearance for return to run after a major injury, a bone stress injury, and following surgery or after giving birth. Like for those, you want to make sure that you do have medical clearance to start a return to run program. I know there are many of you out there who tuned into today's episode and you're battling frustrating injuries that just won't go away. Hey, trust me, I've been there. I had proximal hamstring tendinopathy when I first started running, which was literally a pain in the butt. And I do what I do today to share how I learned how to get over running injuries and how to train properly to prevent them. One product I consistently recommend to the athletes I work with and who are recovering from an injury, whether it's Achilles, hamstring, or posterior tibial tendon pain, plantar fasciitis, or iliotibial band syndrome is Heal from the Amino Company. The reason I do this is because an often neglected aspect of injury recovery and becoming a lifelong injury-free healthy runner is the nutritional component. So for injuries to properly heal and to allow the body to recover faster, you must supply your body with the nutrients it needs to accelerate muscle repair while helping maintain a healthy inflammatory response. And that is what the Amino Company's product Heal does better than any other product I have seen on the market as a physical therapist who works with a lot of runners struggling with reoccurring injuries. I want to share with you the results of a recent clinical trial in a way you can understand Participants basically had less muscle breakdown and faster muscle repair using Heal when compared to high-quality whey protein. If you're looking for a nutritional advantage while recovering from that stubborn injury of yours and even recovering from your daily training if you are a healthy runner, I highly recommend giving Heal a try. I recommend it to all the athletes that I work with coming back from injury, doing a run, uh, return to run program, or if they're struggling to recover after hard workout sessions. Since you're a part of our Healthy Runner community, you can get a special 30% off using the code Healthy Runner. Just head to amino.com forward slash Healthy Runner. You have to use the special link I put in the show notes to get your 30% off using code Healthy Runner. Go ahead and take action to set your body up with the optimal environment to recover and get out of that injury cycle. Now let's get back into this episode. So now let's talk, what is the return to running program after an injury? So my Spark Healthy Runner method really contains three phases. Phase one, this is the restore phase. And this phase can last anywhere between four to six weeks. And the goal of this phase is to allow the body to adapt to the demands of running again. 
So we're kind of allowing some stress to occur to your tissues, to your body, to your bones, tendons, muscles, ligaments, and then allowing appropriate recovery. So what is this? This is structured run-walk intervals that are varied each day of the week and progressive each week of the month. And this is where I see a lot of kind of people getting it wrong is it doesn't contain those elements that is not varied each day and it's not progressive each week of the month. And all of the runs that you're going to be doing in phase one always start with a 10 minute walk before to allow full blood flow into the tissues, into your muscles, into the injured body part, let's say. And then you're really ready to start your running intervals. And then they always end with a cool down. This is really essential for kind of increasing the quote unquote time on your feet that we talk about so much in kind of the running uh, community. Next, you're going to progress into phase two, which is the rebuild phase. And this is going to last anywhere between four and eight weeks. The goal here is to establish a strong running base or what we call quote unquote base training. And what is this? This is running without structured walking intervals. This doesn't mean though you can't walk if you need to, or you feel like you're, you know, you just need to walk, whether it is a conditioning element and your endurance is just not back and you're getting a little short of breath. The effort is getting a little too high. Your heart rate is starting to spike a little bit more because we want to keep all of your runs in this phase, easy runs. These are all recovery runs in the easy zone. So we usually use the RPE scale. So rating of perceived exertion anywhere between a three or four. Some people use a five. I really try to stay around three to four for my runners in terms of effort, meaning you're keeping it conversational pace. You can actually talk to someone as you are running. Now, remember, we are getting back into running. So if it is a little harder than you're used to at that pace, that is completely normal. If you're used to going for all of your runs at a 10 minute pace, 1030 pace, 11 minute pace, and it's feeling harder than it used to feel, that's completely normal. You haven't run in a while. As you get back into consistent running, then that conditioning is going to improve. So have no fear. Um, but that is the goal of this rebuild phase, phase two. Lastly, we're really going to go into phase three. And this is the retrain phase. And this is going to last anywhere from four to eight weeks. And the goal is really to improve your running form and become more efficient as a runner. This is going to help decrease stress to the body part that was injured or decrease stress to areas, problem areas. Maybe if you are returning from baby, right? Or it's just been a long time off and you haven't been injured. Um, really, what is this? This is adding in shorter bouts of faster running. And the first step of this is actually adding in what we call a form drill or we call strides. And these are just short intervals um, in which you're getting leg turnover, improving running form, kind of training the brain to improve your running form using your run specific muscles, get increased leg turnover. And this may also include a little bit of faster pace, but for shorter intervals. And when I say faster pace, I'm not saying sprinting. 
I'm not even talking about for those that are used to training in training plans and doing like a tempo pace. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about almost like a marathon pace or a half marathon pace for you marathoners out there for shorter intervals, not like doing mile repeats maybe that you would do in like marathon training, right? These are going to be shorter intervals, just getting the body used to adapting to faster running. Definitely not doing repeat hard workouts on the track, 400s, 800s, 1200s. That's not in phase three. And the time of this return to run program that we're talking about can essentially vary. Notice how I gave you some parameters and I gave some wiggle room can vary between 12 weeks on the shortest end to 20 weeks. So we're talking like three to five months. This is important, meaning you shouldn't have a half marathon planned in 12 weeks and you're starting your return to run program because then you're really looking for um, disaster and having a huge setback and going down the injury cycle. So if you're dedicating yourself to a return to run program, I really want you to set the mind right first and foremost and set appropriate goals and really double down on this phase, this training block. Your goal is to get back into running, do it in a healthy manner, get consistent, set some more process goals as opposed to outcome goals. Don't focus on pace. Don't look at how slow your runs are and think about what you used to do. Don't even go there. Your process goal is to get out the door consistently three to four days a week, do your strength training exercise to get your body stronger for running and progress in a structured way that avoids the mind and the emotional feeling that you feel, whether it's like a really nice day outside and you just feel like running longer or today you just don't feel like running. So you skip your run, right? Like those are the things that are going to prevent you from actually getting back to running and training for that half marathon or getting back into marathon training in a healthy manner. So during this time period, you got to set the mind right. And that's where we always talk about our six steps to growing as a runner. It always starts with mindset for now, for where you are in your running journey, where you found this content. It's, it's a matter of, okay, I'm going to look at this as my process goal and really embrace the process of gradually building back up, not being your own worst enemy and not reacting on emotion or feel and just doing whatever you know you feel like doing that day. All right. And so the time period is going to vary depending upon your level of experience with previous running fitness. So for those that have run multiple marathons, they've trained for races before, you've done structured plans, you've worked with a coach, like you're most likely going to progress a little bit faster versus someone with minimal running experience. And maybe you've just been running for six months, a year, two years. Um, it also depends upon the severity of your injury. So if you really did have a stress fracture, and even if you are a um, well-accomplished marathoner, right, then your return to run program is actually going to take a little bit longer because you are more at risk because you had a more severe injury um, versus someone who is suffering from runner's knee right? That one is usually a pretty quick one that we're going to get back from. And then also, what was the duration of time away from running? The longer the time away from running, 
the longer your return to running program will actually be. All right, so now let's shift gears to when is a return to run program used? So this is like the prerequisites, essentially. So in order to start the return to run program, all of the following criteria must be met. Number one, you got to have medical clearance for your return to run. And this is the second time I'm mentioning it. It's so important. That's why I'm mentioning it twice. Uh, after a major injury, a bone stress injury, post-surgical, and postpartum. Two, you need to be able to dedicate 30 to 60 minutes of time to running and returning to this running that you love at least three times a week. So you got to be able to dedicate the time. You got to commit. Three, you got to have the proper mindset that you're ready and you're committed to returning to running. That's it. You're not setting a goal to run faster. You're not setting a goal to hit a new distance. You're committed right now to returning to running consistently. Four, pain between a zero and a four out of 10 scale during walking and everyday activities. If you're having a pain of a five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, 10, um, during walking and everyday activities, you are not ready for this yet. So now let's talk about our pain monitoring model. And this is really utilizing our numerical pain rating scale, or we call it the NPRS, where zero is no pain, 10 is the worst pain imaginable. Let's talk the first phase. And I think this is going to be helpful for you as you begin your return to running journey. Anywhere with pain, a zero to a two, I call this the safe zone. So this is like green. So if we use like color scheme, green is going to be go, right? Yellow is going to be a little caution. Red is going to be stop. So green, safe zone, anywhere from a zero to a two at a 10 scale. And I want you to proceed with confidence that your body is ready. This is very common that most people get this wrong. They feel a twinge. They feel a one out of 10 pain. They even feel a two out of 10 pain and they stop. They get fearful. Oh my God, my injury is going to come back. Let me take off one or two days, three days, four days. Let me try to run next week. No, I do not want you to do that. You are in the safe zone, safe zone. All right. Following the progressive structured plan that I'm going to talk about, like you're going to be good. Now let's talk about the yellow zone. This is the acceptable zone. So this is if you're experiencing a pain rating between a three and a four. And here, I really want you to proceed with caution. I don't want you to be fearful, but also I don't want you to like get too like happy and just think like, oh, I'm like good to go because I can actually do this program and I'm going to do more because I'm kind of advanced and Dwayne really doesn't know me and he doesn't know like my running accomplishments. I feel like I can jump to week three on day two, right? If you do that and you're in this yellow zone, you're definitely going to start uh, getting some steps backwards. Um, so you got to proceed with caution here. If you're in the red zone, you're at the high risk zone. So if you have a five, a six, a seven, an eight at a 10 scale, you are not ready for return to run unless you are supervised by a medical professional. 
have I helped runners who have had a five, a six, and even a seven out of 10 pain with the return to running program modified, of course, um, personalized to them? Absolutely. But I would not say by listening to this training, if you're in that zone and you don't have someone that you can actually message on a daily basis, check in with, they're monitoring your symptoms as you go, monitoring the program to your specific needs, highly would not recommend whatsoever. All right. If you're in the red zone, you are not ready for this yet. Let's wait for your injury to get a little bit better down to the yellow zone. So how do I get back into running after years? If you're wondering, like, how do we do this? What are the guidelines and progressions through the program? So let's talk about a little bit more specifics with this pain monitoring model. And as you're going through um, the program, the pain is allowed to reach a four on the NPRS scale, except for familiar pain from a bone stress injury. So let's say you've had a tibial stress fracture, ephemeral hip stress fracture. If you start feeling sharp pain that was like the pain that you had before you first got diagnosed with the injury, before you went non-weight bearing for four to eight weeks, depending upon the level of the injury, the provider, then like that is not allowed to occur. Otherwise, anyone else with the injury, the pain is allowed to reach that four. Because remember, we're in that yellow zone. Okay, that's important for you to know as you are going through this return to running program. Also, it's important to know that the pain after completion of the run is allowed to reach a four on the NPRS. Also, the pain the morning after the run should not exceed a four on the NPRS. And pain is not allowed to increase from week to week. So if you're starting with a one, the following week, you, we talk about what you're going to be doing on week two. It goes to a two. The following week, it goes to a three. So now your pain's increasing from week to week. That's not allowed. Okay. Pain in the yellow acceptable zone must decrease to the safe zone within three weeks of the program. So if you're in that yellow zone that we talked about and your pain is a three or four out of 10, then within three weeks, I expect you to now go into the safe zone or the green zone. If it doesn't, then you definitely need to take a step back and make some significant modifications. The things that you're going to be feeling that is totally, completely expected and normal is general muscle achiness, tiredness, your legs feel heavy, you might, you know, report to your spouse, your partner, like my legs just felt like cement blocks. Like that is all totally expected and normal and will decrease from week to week. So if you're experiencing any of that, I do not want you to modify the return to run program. So now coming up next, I am going to share with you the exact running intervals that I program for all of the injured runners that I work with. But before I do that, if this training so far has been helpful for you and you've been getting value out of it, please hit the like button um, if you're watching on YouTube and subscribe to the channel. If this is your first interaction with me, um, 
and turn on notifications so you can stay updated on all future videos that will really help keep your running feeling strong so you can last long. Uh, this will allow me to help creating content just like this and allow us to help more runners so they can continue doing all the things they love and enjoy lifelong injury-free running without having to be told to stop running with their injury. It would mean the world to me. If you can do that, hit the like button, please, and thank you. So let's talk about the specifics now. How do we program this out? What does this look like? What are you going to be doing? This is like exciting. You're embarking on your run, return to running journey. And you're not just going to do random things that someone said, okay, run five minutes, run 10 minutes, like I used to, right? Like give my patients back in the day. So phase one, the restore phase I mentioned, this is going to last four to six weeks. Most of my clients, it's four weeks. Some, it's up to six weeks. So the goal here, remember, is to allow the body to adapt to the demands of running again, that stress recovery. And this is all, I'm going to be sharing like a bunch of numbers. So if you're listening to the podcast, the audio version, it numbers are just going to like go over your head, especially like for me, because I'm not a numbers guy. My wife's the accountant. Um, I need to like see things visually. So I'm a visual learner. So that's why I got the download. So you can actually look at the physical numbers. You can like screenshot it on your phone. You can like print it out, like post it on your wall. Like I'm dedicated to return to running. Here's what I'm doing. I got my plan, right? What you're going to be doing is running three days or four. If you're used to running, so let's say your prior level of function is running five to six days and you've been doing that consistently for months, years, right? Like I have, then you're going to tolerate a four-day plan. If you're not used to that, you're fairly new to running, right? Your last six months, a year, two years, you wound up suffering your first running injury. You didn't run for a while and now you're returning to running. Then stick with a three-day plan because that's always going to ensure that you're never running back-to-back -back days. Again, if you're used to five or six day plan, you're going to most likely tolerate the four day plan. I hope you are enjoying this episode and it is providing value for you. I wanted to take a brief moment to share a story of a real runner like you who is struggling with a common problem that you may be facing. Here is one of our athletes who got the guidance, support, and accountability from our Healthy Runner coaching team to get clarity and structure on the six steps to growing as a runner with personalized strength, nutrition, and run plans. I hope their story inspires you that there is hope to either get over your running injury or to continue getting faster or running longer so you can continue to get in those mental clearing miles and enjoy your running journey again. Here is their inspiring story. 10 months ago, I injured myself, pulled a glute muscle uh, one week prior to the Detroit Marathon, which I had been training for four months to run and I was unable to run the marathon and uh, long story short after a couple of false starts with some other coaches and um, another physical therapist I googled um, Dwayne and found him online and set up a meeting with him and we started right away on the 16 week return to run recovery program in March of 2023 and I um, completed that program and am now three weeks into marathon training for the New York City Marathon with him and I just completed a 12 mile run without um, 
without pain. I will say that I knew what I had to do, but I didn't know, I knew, I knew, I knew what recipe I wanted to make, but I didn't know what the ingredients were or the measurements. And uh, Dwayne gives that to you. He basically um, gives you the, the, the right proportions of running and strength training in the right progression over the right period of time in order to help you recover. And he does it in a very um, uh, tailored to you way. So this was um, very much, this program was very much designed for me. And now I'm running again uh, and my hip stabilizers and my hamstrings are stronger than ever. So uh, I owe, I owe Dwayne a lot. Um, I wouldn't hesitate to recommend him to any, any uh, middle-aged runner with injuries or really any runner at all. I hope sharing that story inspired you and provided you some hope. If you want the one-on-one -on -one structure, accountability, and support from our Healthy Runner coaching team of experts, check out the behind-the-scenes video tour of our signature coaching program you just heard about, including other stories from runners who are just like you and were struggling with the same sticking points before they signed up for our program. Just head to learn.sparkhealthyrunner.com to learn more and book your strategy call with me today. Now let's get back into this episode. So what does this look like? Week one, what we're going to do is first day of running. You're excited. Get out the door. Yeah, let's do this. We got 10 minute walk. And then you're going to do a six by one minute run followed by one minute walk. So you run for a minute, you walk for a minute, repeat that cycle six times. And then you follow it up with a 10 minute walk. So essentially, when we look at the amount of time that you're actually running is six minutes, which sounds like nothing, right? Six minutes, like running, like that's right. You used to go out for maybe like a 30 minute run, an hour run, <laughs> two hour long runs, right? You're doing marathon training. It's like you're running two and a half hours, maybe three hours, um, six minutes. That's nothing, right? However, the time on your feet is actually 32 minutes with all of the walking to start to end and then the walking in between. Day two on week one, you're going to do the same exact interval. So we're doing one minute run, one minute walk, but now we're going to repeat eight times. So now we've increased the amount of running to eight minutes and the total time to 36 minutes. Day three, week one. You're going to do the same interval, one minute run, one minute walk. We're going to repeat 10 times. This is your long run day, right? Remember guys, the definition of a long run is the longest run of your week. Yes, this is your long run. So even though it's only 10 minutes of running, your total time is 40 minutes. Hey, we're getting pretty like respectable here, right? For a long run. So that's your long run on week one. And you're going to feel amazing. You're going to feel great. You're going to be like, wow, I actually like ran three times this week. I actually got a long run. You know what? I was out there for a pretty good amount of time. Like I'm starting to feel like I'm getting in somewhat of a routine. Now, if you have an increase in pain with trying this one minute run, one minute walk, then what I recommend is that you go down to 30 seconds of running. I do find it very uncommon for a lot of the running injuries that I see and I work with 
that I ever need to only do 30 seconds of running, by the way. So, but I will put that out there. If for some reason, the one minute of running and one minute of walking is just increasing your pain too much, um, you're getting out of the acceptable zone, then give it a try to do the 30 seconds of running. All right. And if, if you're on the four day plan, then what I do is I add in an extra short run. So I add in the six reps. So the six by one minute run, one minute walk. So you're going to wind up doing like a six an eight, another six, and then your long run, the 10 uh, reps of that. Week one is done. So now week two, let's say all that went well, pain didn't increase. If anything, you might even decrease to your surprise. In week two, what we're going to do is we're going to actually increase the run time. We're going to keep the walk uh, time the same. So now the interval is going to be two minutes of run, one minute of walking. And then we're going to keep the same rep structure. So we're going to do on day one, six by two minute run, one minute walk, always with a 10 minute walk to start, 10 minute walk to finish. So in that example, now you're up in week two to 12 minutes of running and 30 minutes, 38 minutes, sorry, of total exercise. And then when you do your eight by two minute run, one minute walk, you're up to 16 minutes of running, 44 minutes of exercise. And then your long run on week two is looking at 20 minutes of running and 50 minutes of being outside, enjoying nature, right? Getting out there. Um, that's week two. And then what I found super helpful at this point is before we start increasing your running duration, I actually like to decrease your walk duration. And I, I found that very successful. So in my clinical and coaching experience, I have found at this point, week three, to switch to two minutes of running and 30 seconds of walking. And then we do the same structure. One day is six by two minutes run, 30 second walk. Another day is eight by, and your long run day is going to be 10 reps of that. Week four, now we just keep increasing the duration of running. So now we're going to do three minutes of running, 30 seconds walk. Week five, we're going to do four minutes of run, 30 second walk. Week six, finally, we get to a five minute run, 30 second walk. And that is kind of the slowest progression over six weeks in this phase one that I described to you. Some of you, based upon all the other variables on how long your injury was, how severe your injury was, and how you're really feeling early on. And if you're in the green zone, then you might be able to go from the one minute on, one minute off, right to a two minute on, 30 second walk, right? So you, or you might even be able to quite frankly do like start with the two minute, one minute interval. So that's why I give you a range that really what I found is like a four to six week range in this phase one. And then by week seven, you're moving into phase two. And remember in phase two, we're really focusing on building up your kind of rebuilding your body. And I think I mentioned all the kind of variables that I would modify in phase one 
but just in case I didn't kind of, I wasn't clear on this. If for some reason you really aren't seeing progress or you're just not comfortable progressing to the next phase, like there's no rush. You can always repeat the previous week. And then you can always modify the number of repetitions of the intervals if needed. So you can kind of play around with those variables. So now let's talk phase two. This is like the phase that everyone loves to get into um, because this is really where we start to run without structured walking intervals. Now, I always tell my clients that this doesn't mean that you can't walk if you need to or you want to. So, you know, you might need to walk because your conditioning really isn't there yet. Or you know what, you start feeling a little pain and you're like, I just feel like I need to walk here. That's totally fine. Like there's nothing saying like, okay, you go from structured run walk to you need to run 100% of the time. And if you don't run 100% of the time, you're a failure. No, not at all. All right. So I, I always explain that to my clients that at this point in time, you can take walking breaks as needed throughout your run, but you don't need the structured walk run intervals. And this is the sweet spot that I find it when you get to that five minutes of running and then the 30 seconds of walking that your body is ready to progress to full-blown running without the structured intervals. So now how quickly you can ramp up in phase two is really determined by how much time away from running you have taken. So let's take the best possible scenario that it's really been less than a week that you've been not running. So in this scenario, you essentially have not lost any running fitness whatsoever and return to running at phase two is actually where you need to start. So if you found this training and you're like, I've only taken a week off, I had a little minor injury, I'm not even feeling any pain anymore, um, you can start right here at this phase two and just skip phase one. And what I would recommend to you is that you keep the same number of running days per week that you're used to. If you're used to and consistently have been doing a five-day run plan, keep that the same. And you're just going to do 80% of the volume for the first week with easy running only. So no speed work, 80% of the volume. So for example, let's say you're used to running 20 miles per week, then on this first week of getting back into running, you're going to start with 16 miles per week the first week back, or let's say you are used to running 30 miles per week. Then you're going to start with 24 miles per week that first week back. And if you don't have any increase in symptoms, then honestly, you can go back to 100% of your running volume the second week. So that's kind of the, the minor, minor injury. Um, maybe you're just like playing it super cautious and found this training. Most of you are probably not in that bucket to tell you the truth, but let's say it's been two to four weeks of you not running. And really this, this results in not a lot of running fitness lost whatsoever. We're very hopeful here, guys. So if you were like training and you were building a solid foundation and you were segueing that into half marathon training, marathon training, and it's the beginning of the training cycle and you had this injury and you wound up being told you went to a medical provider and they're like, stop running four weeks. 
So you didn't run for four weeks and now you've started return to running and you've actually followed phase one that I mentioned before. Now you're in phase two. Then this is a minor setback, honestly, in your training. So a month off is going to be a minor setback. And you can start phase two at 50% of the running volume in the first half that you were used to. All right. So if you're a 20 mile per week runner, let's use that example, and you took a month off, then the first, you would follow the, the phase one that I mentioned, the run walk intervals. And then the first two weeks back in phase two, you are going to do 10 miles per week of straight running without the walking intervals. And then the next two weeks, you would increase to 15 miles per week and then get back to 20 miles per week in one month's time. Let's take the example. Let's say you're a 40 mile per week runner, like you're a pretty seasoned marathon runner and you take a month off. Then the first, really, once you finish phase one, probably about four weeks, then you're going to start phase two. And the first two weeks back here of doing running without walking intervals would be at 20 miles per week. And then you would increase the next two weeks to 30 miles per week, and then really get back to your baseline and where you were previously at in one month's time. So in four weeks of phase two, you're back up to 40 miles per week. And this is all easy running, by the way, no fast stuff, no speed work. And honestly, if you're in that camp, that scenario of 40 mile per week runner, I usually do it more gradual, um, do like 20 miles per week the first week, 25 the next, 30, 35. So for that month, really, it's these kind of steps that you're taking. Now, let's take probably, honestly, the majority of you listening to this right now are going to fall in this bucket four to eight weeks off of running because you were told you needed to go to like physical therapy two to three times a week for six to eight weeks. And they told you like, no running right now until you have no pain. And then you're cleared to start return to run. Right. So it usually is four to eight weeks or you had a bone stress injury. And yes, it was definitely four to eight weeks, 12 weeks, or even 16 weeks in uh, certain cases. So now, you know, you have lost some running fitness, but it's not all running fitness. So don't get like totally crazy on us here. Um, it is like, you know, Jack Daniels, the coach, uh, he refers to this as like a 20%, um, running fitness loss. And once you go through phase one, when you get in phase two and you start running without walking intervals, I want you to return to running at 25 to 30% of the volume for the first third of this portion. So let's say you're a 40 mile per week runner again. You took three months off due to a stress fracture. Three months is just easy math for me. Like I mentioned, I'm not a numbers guy because we're going to break this into thirds, right? So for the first third, you're going to do 25 to 30% of the volume. Let's say you had three months off due to a stress fracture. Um, the first month of this phase is going to be 15, I mean, 10 to 15 miles per week. So you're doing 25% to 30% of what you were used to doing per week. So now you're starting with 10 to 15 miles per week. And then the second month, you're going to really work in the range of 20 to 25 miles per week. And then the third month, the last third 
of this recovery, because you took three months off, is going to be in the 30 to 35 mile per week range before fully getting back to the baseline of 40 miles per week. Right. So that's going to really be a total of those three months that you're you're taking in this phase. So it's going to be a longer process. And then the last phase, which I'm going to describe fairly quickly here at this point, is phase three, and that's where we retrain. It's going to be four to eight weeks long. The goal is to improve running form and become more efficient as a runner. This is where we add in the shorter bouts of faster running. So the earliest you would ever add this, let's say it took you two to four weeks in phase one, four weeks in phase two. So now you're at like the third month, essentially, right? You're like 12 weeks in your return to running journey. That's the earliest that I would recommend adding in any strides, adding in any shorter intervals at tempo pace. And again, the time of this is going to vary depending upon your previous running fitness, experience with training, severity of injury, and the duration of time away from running. And then we go into like once you're in that phase three and you do that for, you know, about four, maybe eight weeks, and then you're ready to actually officially get into race specific training and train for a fast 5k, train for that half marathon, train for that marathon. So just recapping what you all learned today is what or who would benefit most from this return to run program I mentioned. How do we get back into running after years? When is the return to running program used? So we talk about who is this for? What are the prerequisites that you have to meet? What is the return to running program after injury? Uh, Really detailed, right? The intervals that you should be programming out. And we talked about the three phases of this return to run program in depth. So by listening to this training, guys, you take step one, right? Remember, step two, get your download, get the freebie. I structure it out for you. Get the visual so you know exactly what to do each day of the week and you know the proper progression. And then step three, you got to implement these principles into your comeback journey and start you know, if you do that, you're going to start feeling fresh. Um, you're going to be less fatigued. You're going to start f- really tackling the demands that training gives us. And if you want personalization with your return to run program strategies or strength training for running, because we didn't even get to mention that, but strength training is a critical part about your return to run program. Definitely beyond the scope of this training because then this would turn to like two hours and you definitely wouldn't listen to me for two hours. But luckily for you, I've done previous trainings on strength training for runners specifically. So you're going to have to catch that training. And if you want personalization, how to actually implement the strength training into your running, into your busy schedule, you want clarity, you want focus, you want accountability and support because you've tried it in the past and you never held your feet to the fire. You weren't consistent. You were too random. So you want that accountability support. That's exactly what we specialize in with our Spark Healthy Runner coaching program. We guide you back on the road doing what you love without having a setback. So let us take away the guesswork and support you along this process, getting back on the road. We act as your guide in mastering the six key steps in your running journey. One is mindset. Two is strength training. Three is a structured run plan. Today, we talked about 
the return to run and how to structure out that walk-run intervals. Four is your nutrition for running, which is super important. Five is the recovery. So we provide you all the recovery strategies. And then six is when you're ready to get back into racing, your race strategy. And when you get the structure to execute those six key steps in your running journey, you'll not only feel more confident in getting stronger and faster, you'll stay healthy and enjoy the process of running again, and then eventually crush some races along the way um, in your journey. So like a well-built home will require little maintenance and bring you a lifetime of memories for you and your family. So will your running journey, because I use the analogy that our six steps to growing as a runner is just like six steps to building a house. So you have to get that analogy in my training on how to grow as a runner. Um, learn more about our Spark Healthy Runner signature coaching program and schedule a call with me um, by going to learn.sparkhealthyrunner.com forward slash coaching. Lastly, if you learned something today, guys, and this was helpful, and this was beyond anything you've searched online, what your medical practitioners have told you, and, you know, people in the running community have just said, go do walk, run, or just follow a specific method and you'll be fine. Um, if you wouldn't mind copying this link, sharing it with a running friend who can use it, share it with someone, you know, who is injured, share it with someone who's looking to get back into running after taking years off of running or months off of running. I want our running community to enjoy lifelong injury-free running. And the only way that we can do that is by having runners like you who are lifelong learners like me, um, share this information with others so we can break the cycle and the misconceptions about running injuries within our medical community and that runners don't need to stop running when they have an injury. And I really appreciate it. Thank you in advance for sharing this content and our mission in uh, with runners who are struggling to get back to running after a long time off. As always, let's maintain a strong mind a strong body, and let's just keep on running. Until next time. Thank you, as always, for listening to the Healthy Runner Podcast, where we help you get stronger, run faster, and enjoy lifelong injury-free running. If you found this content valuable, here's five ways we can help you grow as a runner for free. One, grab a free copy of our six steps to growing as a runner framework at learn.spark.com healthyrunner.com forward slash grow. Two, follow our Instagram page at Spark Healthy Runner. Three, join our free group by searching Healthy Runner in Facebook. Four, subscribe to our YouTube channel at youtube.com forward slash Spark Healthy Runner. Five, leave us a five-star review so we can gain access to more experts in the running field and bring those lessons and trainings back here right to you. Don't forget, hit the subscribe button on Apple Podcasts or the follow button on Spotify so you don't miss the next episode of Healthy Runner so you can maintain a strong mind, a strong body, and just keep running. Lastly, if you've been struggling with the constant injury cycle, not eating the right foods for running, or not getting faster as a runner, and you are ready to invest in becoming a lifelong injury-free runner, head to sparkhealthyrunner.com forward slash coaching to apply for a one-on-one signature coaching program. 
Thank you again. I really, truly mean it from the bottom of my heart that I appreciate you for listening and sharing this podcast with a running friend who can use the help. Now go and crush your run today. See you next week.